Hi, I'm Bill's defensive end, Greg Russo, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills! Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Can I say but something? Sorry. I just wanted to say Dallas sucks and how about them Bills? <laughs> how about them Bills? That was awesome. What a great what a great way to uh, to start this playoff run. I mean, this is this is the game that we saw as if the Bills lose this one, like it would still suck. They'd still be in it, but not looking good. Now they still have a 65% chance to make the playoffs after that, you know, very dominating win over the Cowboys, 30 to 31 to 10 in Buffalo, in Orchard Park. The I mean, you're talking about a Cowboys team that's really good offensively, that's really good defensively, like top in the league in both in both areas and the bills dominated on both sides of the ball offensively defensively Josh Allen had only had to throw for 94 yards today James Cook Captain Cook John's boy James Cook from the get-go looked unbelievable kept getting fed the ball I think he had did he even have 200 yards I felt like he had over 200 yards of total offense yeah two, 221 combined 221 that's he had 23 carries for 179 yards 63 percent of the total offense it's like that Michael Jordan meme. He's like, I dream for days like this. <laughs> I dream I dream for days like this where Josh Allen wouldn't have to carry the entire team, you know? <laughs> he had that quote after the game. I don't know if you saw in the press conference where he said, I felt like the kid that didn't do anything in the class project and got an A. <laughs> Dude, who hasn't been one of those people before? I remember once, maybe once or twice, maybe, you know, riding the coattails of my more smarter friends in my class group. So, hey. You know, they probably knew at the time, they're like, let's just give Nate the easy stuff, okay? Let's let's let him do the, uh, it was like a math thing. Like, let's let him do the addition and subtraction. We'll do the linear equations. Like, let's 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 keep the easy stuff for him, so. Yeah, running game was awesome. I mean, even Ty Johnson, nine carries, 54 yards, six yards a clip. The offensive line was amazing from the get-go. Like, from that initial, like, run where they, like, they pushed him for, like, eight yards to get the first down, like, on the first or second play. They, like that set the tone for the entire game. That's the Gettysburg of the game, right there. That first, that first run where they like, where he was like four yards short, and then he ended up being like six yards past the line of scrimmage, right? Yeah, the offensive line crushed it today. Offensive line looked great, dude. Like this, this, this reminds me. This time right now reminds me of that run two years ago when the Bills went into. You know, there was a 13 seconds postseason where the Bills looked unbelievable against the Patriots in the first round, and they looked really good against the Chiefs. They just lost, obviously, in the last uh, last plays of the game. But, like, they looked good offensively, running the ball and passing the ball for the first time. Last season, they didn't look this good, I felt like, at all. Like, they always were, like, winning close games, but they were never dominating, especially, like, good teams. You know, it just didn't feel that way. This feels like that time when they just, they're going in, they're getting hot at the right time, and they're tr- they're looking to make a run if they can get in. What do you think of the name for this? So I put it put it up on Twitter. What do you think of a name for like when the Bills because they've been doing that the last few weeks, pushing like the guys for like an extra five or six, seven, eight yards? I called it the Buffalo Bulldozer, but people were calling it the Bulldozer, the Snowplow. There's another one I can't remember. 
We, we're we're the we're the podcast that comes up with dumb nicknames. What do you what do you think about that one? Snowplow, snowplow, snowplow after Deion Dawkins, snowplow, the bulldozer, Buffalo bulldozer. Bulldozer is pretty good. Bulldozer is pretty good. Yeah, kind of like maybe that. you could incorporate like a buffalo somehow. Buffalo bulldozer, the thundering herd. Mm. Yeah, it's it's got to be something like back in the seventies. The offensive line was the electric company, right? So you got to kind of like the power push. Well, I think I think the play on words there was the let the juice loose type of thing. Electric company. Oh, is that so what that was? Sit- I never understood that. Really? So if so, if you have something with like related to cook or something, maybe. Oh, like like what? What's the the wait staff? <laughs> like, like... <laughs> well, we have Captain Cook, right? So maybe <laughs> Captain Cook. Oh, oh, if, since he's a captain, so the explorer, Captain Cook. The uh, who are the people that are in the ship with the explorers? <laughs> the shipmates, the crew, the swash, the swashbucklers. <laughs> nah, that's too much like Buccaneers or Raiders. Yeah, true. More too much like pirates. <laughs> the seamen. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> I like it. Uh yeah, that's that's good. I didn't I had no idea that that's why they called it the electric company because the juice the juice is loose like the juice has an electricity. For some reason I, I I never thought the juice is loose. I thought of electricity juice. I just thought like, oh, it's just a cool name juice like you run he's running with juice, but like that's what that means oh. power, right? Like that's I don't know why I never put the two together. I like it, but we're so used. We're so not used to the Bills actually being able to run the ball that, like, this is the first time we've ever had to even think about a nickname, right? And the Bills looked that good. If they can run the ball and pass the ball, they didn't even need to. I mean, this seems dangerous. They were dangerous the last few weeks, even with um, Stefan Diggs not getting involved, which he barely got involved again tonight, but still a little bit involved. But like the Bills winning or coming close to winning, like the Eagles game without needing their best wide receiver involved all the time. Now you look at other teams like that, like can the Vikings win without getting Justin Jefferson involved? Can, you know, the Bengals win without getting Jamar Chase involved? Like it's, it's, it's not a common thing. I don't think. Or getting any wide receiver involved for that matter. Yeah. They didn't need any. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Even their tight ends. Like, I mean, I mean, they threw it to Kincaid a couple times. They dropped him, but it was exclusively Cook for the most part, right? It was. It was only. It was only Diggs and Cook. It, Diggs had forty-eight yards, and he was the only wide receiver that caught a pass. So you're talking forty-eight yards passing to your wide receivers today, and then you know the other forty-six yards were forty-two to James Cook and four to Ty Johnson, right? Yeah. This this is where the versatility of the offense is finally coming together because if teams want to key in on Cook, then they can go back to Diggs or Kincaid. Right, like they keep, they're not going to be able to cover everybody, so and they're not going to worry about Kate Davis. No, <laughs> but like it's like I think going from Dorsey to Brady, I think like Brady's like like last game too. They use Cook a lot. Like they showed that statistic last five weeks. Cook has been like you know all these yards and everything, and I think uh, Brady's been leaning on that, and I think for good reason. So you're ready to take the interim tag off his title? So far. It feels like he's getting better and better. Usually when new coaches or coordinators take over, like it feels like they peak and then like the other teams start to figure them out, especially the good teams. They haven't done that yet with Joe Brady. So I would I would absolutely if this is, you know, the way that they continue to play if they don't huge lay a big egg in the next 3 games, absolutely. Yeah, they they got to make the playoffs and like not lose the first game by for the for for the reason of of the, you know, offensive coordination right but i 
I don't know. I'm pretty confident right now. I know that they're still what ninth in the AFC because of all these teams. It's 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 a tough conference. Um, they they lost some bad games early, so they got almost but no I, help this weekend from other teams. But like the like, I'm not even looking at wildcard right now. Forget that. They can win the division if Miami loses to Dallas or Baltimore and the Bills win out. And Dallas are playing the yep. Chargers without Herbert, and they're playing the Patriots, and then they're play Miami, right? So that, I mean, obviously that would be the big one, but if Miami loses one of those two games to tough teams, well, I don't know how tough Dallas is, but... Is Dallas, are they playing in Dallas or in Miami? I believe it's in Miami. Yeah, shit. You saw the stat where they're 7-0 and in Dallas, right? Right. But we'll see. I mean, you know, there's all, you know, good teams have bounced back weeks, right? They're at Miami, yep. I mean, the, the Dolphins are going to be playing a pissed off Cowboys team after that mm-hmm. showing. This is Just not- like this just like this week, Miami was pissed off this week after losing how they did last week, and they beat up on the Jets, right? Okay. So, you know, maybe um, emotions will be a factor there. I don't know. You know. And no, they still got to play Baltimore. Hmm. Yep, Baltimore or the Cowboys. There's a there's a possibility they could lose the last three. There's a possibility. Wouldn't it be funny if like Miami missed the playoffs altogether? <laughs> really, <laughs> wouldn't it? Don't tease me with a good time, John. That's that would be that'd be tremendous, tremendous. Mike, do you think they should take the interim tag off of Joe Brady? I, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't cost us anything to just see how it plays out. I agree, and I think you have to interview other candidates, but like as a league rule, right? But so far, how could he do any better? I can't. I can't see that. This is this is what we wanted from Ken Dorsey this whole time, right? Like it felt, it, and I don't. I don't know the game as well as a lot of other people. So like, it looked like they're running similar plays over and over again, like the same kind of maybe formations or the same kind of run plays, yet they were still getting like eight yards a carry. It felt like, you know, like it wasn't like they were switching, like you watch the dolphins and they'll do like a fake pitch off to the wide, right. And then the next, the next, you know, play will be a jet sweep. And then the next play will be a, this It's like the bills is like shotgun handoff guy, like makes a few players miss goes eight yards. Right. (laughs) do the same thing line up you know maybe hand off to the left side instead of the right side eight yards it didn't seem like uh, the yeah way that, 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 that scheme, just... the third quarter it took like the eight minute drive with when they just kept feeding cook that was awesome to see but let me ask like i was i think of the three of us i'm the most even kill you guys are manic <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. John, it's I mean, fair. John certainly, right? We can agree on that. I think I'm pretty realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... just going to say, like, with in terms of the victory today, it felt like the Bills dominated. But then, if it, when I actually think back, to, there were a bunch of boneheaded plays by the Cowboys, right? Like three back-breaking penalties for the Cowboys that turned into touchdowns. It was like. Fourth down, they would have gotten off, or third, third and lot would have gotten off the field, but then they ran pen, like running into the kicker, uh, roughing the passer. And it's like, geez, just a couple. And, and the Bills got three touchdowns, I think, off of those penalties, right? So you play the game a hundred times. I'm not as con- like it was an awesome game to watch. So cool, like not being a nail biter down to the end. Like you could relax, but at the same time, a couple of those early plays go the other way or not even the place. Like if the, if the, if the Cowboys don't make boneheaded, terrible decisions, the game's so much closer. Um, did, did you guys get that feeling at all? Or was it so far in the beginning that it was kind of, 
I thought maybe yeah, I, we lost sight of that a little bit. Definitely early on as that was happening, that was running through my head. And I was just waiting for the moment for the momentum to turn because I, usually there's at least one momentum shift in a game, but that didn't happen this game. The Bills just kept going. They just kept running eight to 10 yards at a clip and never looked back it, despite everything else. And the defense played amazing. We we're talking about Joe Brady, but Sean McDermott without all the, like, Milano's out, Trey White's out, Daquan Jones, Micah Hyde, Epinesa. We don't know if Von Miller's healthy. Like, all these things, I guess one of the best offenses in the league. McDermott is the best defensive coordinator in the league. <laughs> that's right? all That's all anyone will give him credit for, right? Like, he's a bad, oh, he calls, the guy calls good good defense. <laughs> we, you got to give him credit today. He, Definitely. Head, head coaching-wise, there was no boneheaded anything, I don't think. Dude, head coaching-wise? Get, getting up to the line on the digs fumble yes. that wasn't. Yes. Finally, finally, yeah. they're all on the same page. Like that, that was awesome to see. Like, that was, hey, yeah. And the way, Diggs, out. the way Diggs played it off, too, like it was nothing. Like it's just like a normal catch, not even like mm. flinching or anything. Like, <laughs> not a horrible, awesome. horrible fumble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a game changing, oh my God, what have no. I just done? So, do you think it was a fumble or do you think it was incomplete? Because I kind of thought it was, wasn't. Oh. Only on like the third or fourth rewatching, because at first you're like, oh, so lackadaisical. Like, why is Kincaid breaking his neck to jump on that ball? Well, because the Cowboys, because the Cowboys were jumping, I think that's why I was like, it's like, oh no, it's 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 you know, because I thought they were jumping on the ball because like the very first time I saw it in real time, like Diggs got the ball, got the first down, and then like as he got up, he flipped the ball up, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what it looked like (laughs) at first. It's like, no, no, no. Right. Definitely. Yeah. He did a great job selling that, I guess. Yeah, that was a that was a really heady play by the the Bills to yeah. to call that. I was after the sack, I'm like they took a sack right right after or whatever. I'm like I don't care as long as they got that playoff. Right. Who cares? Take the 8-yard loss, it does not matter. <laughs> you keep the ball. Yeah, for sure. The, I mean, head head coach as if you want to give Sean McDermott credit, he had a great game plan for day today and he didn't have to change his methodology in the half because they schemed so well or they the game planned, you know, in the second half so much better than them. It didn't matter. Whatever happened. John, what were you going to say? We were talking about the, the Diggs fumble. Now, the, the only thing I could think about with McDermott, there was, uh, I don't know the reason why, but it was like a third and five for Dallas or something. And he called a timeout instead of just, I don't know why he called the timeout there and Dallas ended up converting. And I would have just not called the timeout. And I can't remember. Giving up the long touchdown. It was in the second half, but uh, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't get that. I'm like, oh, what? Well, well, why? Why did they call a timeout? I thought Dallas was calling a timeout, and then it's like, oh, Buffalo called it. All right. Well, he loves doing that, like on third downs that are important, because he loves to. He wants to see what the what look the offense is going to give him, like personnel wise and whatever. So that when I guess if he didn't like what he saw, I can get it. Yeah, but it just seemed odd in the moment, and I can't remember the specific. So like his his reasoning, and I've heard other players like talk about this, like Eric Wood. He's like, well. What happens is Sean knows that they're probably using one of their best plays for third and five, right? Like this is the so then he calls a timeout, and if they stay in that look when they come out of the timeout, then the Bills have a good idea how to defend it because of how well they've studied for the game. If they change their personnel because he calls a timeout, then he knows they're changing to a personnel grouping that they don't like. That's their second best. So he's putting them at a, a disadvantage in his mind. Either way, either they're gonna have that much more time to be prepared for it prepared for that same play if they call it again, or he's he's going to make them, force them to do a play that they don't want to do. 
Isn't it amazing that you can make those adjustments on like a 30 to 60 second timeout and like, they, and they come out the second time, then you have to adjust it again, potentially, depending if they change. It's really incredible. Yeah, it is. It is. Absolutely. By the way, this is a, speaking of incredible, this is a good time to mention that this episode is brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago, at the Delago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, New York. So check them out. Our sponsors for this episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. I didn't even really intro us in, but uh, I'm your host, Nate. Um, and I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike, which you've been listening to. Uh, we're doing our post-game recap episode where we talk about the Bills' huge, tremendous win over the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, to keep their playoff hopes alive, they have a 65% playoff chance right now to make it in. Um, looking really good. Uh, they didn't get any, and that's speaking of them getting almost no help from the rest of the, the league. There was five, I counted five games that really mattered, and only one of them, one of them went our way. Like the other four almost went our way, but then, you know, some idiot had to do something. Like the Vikings had to screw that up. The guy was, what, Nick Mullins was falling down. He threw that interception right into the defensive tackle's hands as he was falling down. Like, I've never seen such a play in my entire life. So uh, all those things, but it, it didn't matter. The Bills came away as winners. Um, so they don't completely control their own destiny, but they're pretty damn close. If they if they went out, um, they should be. So, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, stats of the game, real quick. Stats of the game brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago. Um, Josh Allen, 7 for 15, 94 yards, one touchdown, passing. You'd think that's almost like a rushing stat, but that's a passing stat. 7 for 15, 94 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Didn't turn the ball over. Another big, I mean, hey, the Bills don't beat themselves up this game, um, and they didn't, and they, they looked really good. James Cook, Captain Cook. Um, are we just going to put, can we put James Cook on the wall of fame? Like, is that unanimous? I think over 200 yards rushing and receiving. I think it's, I think it's, it's pretty safe to say, right? I think he's the player of the week in the AFC, right? It's gotta be. He looked great tonight. He's my one A for sure. One A. Ooh, can I hear your one B? I think I know what it is, but only if you want to hear my one C. Oh, you got a one C too? Do you have a one D, E, and F? <laughs> uh, okay, we'll we'll hold off for that when we do Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame then, because I, I want to get to a few of these. Ty Johnson, so James Cook, 25 attempts, 179 yards, one touchdown. Hold on, let me get that yards per carry. I mean, by the end, were you guys just pulling for him to get to 200? Like, ah, oh, so disappointed Poyer didn't get that pick. He would have got him, I thought, maybe would have brought the offense back out. One more time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would have loved to see him do 200. I don't remember the last time a Bills player went over 200 yards rushing. No, he's still got the, the combined yardage. So so he's got a So Maybe James... Purists. What were you saying, Mike? I said we're purists. We want the rushing. <laughs> <laughs> we grew up in the 90s. That's all we could think. People used to get... Running backs used to get drafted first overall <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> like, that was a thing, you know? Like someone was, someone he mentioned did have that me. drop. He dropped that touchdown. So what a cat! Yes, that's right. Oh, yes, man. dude. Like you were talking about, like things that that could have gone the other way. Like in a regular game this season, like that might have cost them the game. That drop touchdown, right? But mm -hmm. he might not have reached the end zone. That Cowboys defender was right there. I think, bro, he was. He's breaking like two, three tackles every run. He can't get by one guy in a quick foot race to the end zone. Could have laid out. I know. Oh but man, could, that was a could, given. 
Cook was probably thinking about that, though, and that's why he was like thinking about how he's going to turn up field before he caught the ball. I'm just glad he didn't bobble it into the Cowboys' hand. I thought that might have happened, too, because it almost did. He's probably thinking about how he was going to, you know, flip into the end zone after the touchdown when he's I know. He got the ball. He, he messed it up last week, and he tried again this week. <laughs> what? But the flip is like five-eighths of a flip, <laughs> right? It's like landing on your back. Bam. Like, don't do that. Like, just land on something else. <laughs> John, you disagree? Or just be like Barry Sanders, hand the ball off to the ref. After the touchdown, right? Definitely classy. He does. I mean, it's it's super acrobatic. It's more better than I could do to do five eighths of a flip. But 100%. he's not close to landing it. Every time I see something like that, I think of Gus Farad banging his head into the mat after a touchdown and giving himself a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was pumped, dude. No adrenaline that you have can stop you from getting a concussion. <laughs> he is proof of that. <laughs> It scored a touchdown, and they just literally like like a battering ram right into the like. They, it wasn't even just like a, it's a padded like mat, right? And he just went padded mat head straight in as a battering ram concussion out for the rest of the game. Uh, yeah, no, that was a good point, Mike. I, I think that too. Like to me, I'm just like it's just like when the when somebody gets a touchdown in the end zone and the first guy comes over and he bangs helmets with them. I'm like, dude, like just <laughs> slap him, slap him with a hand. Like don't. <laughs> I know it's probably not going to cause a concussion, but why even bother? Why, you know? Yeah. And we're talking about the drop. So like Alan was seven of 15, but I, I think I counted four drops. So yeah, good point, John. They, they were dropping the ball. I mean, Kincaid had two of them. Diggs had one. Um, and then cook and then cook. Yeah. So at least four that we can remember off the top of our heads. So I was just tweeting about it. I'm like, oh, I hope this doesn't come back to bite him. Luckily it didn't. Uh, that catch by Diggs was amazing. Yeah. That one hander. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, for a first yeah. down, I believe too. Right, yeah, it was a third down, yeah. third down play. <clears throat> a lot of people tweeting out. Remember Trayvon Diggs saying uh, he's got to get out, right? Like his brother's got to get out. Steph- Stefan's got to get out of Buffalo, right? He's got to get out of there. You saying that? Yeah. People, a lot of people, a lot of people using that tweet against him today after he beat, oh. after the Bills beat the Cowboys. Yeah, I'd say he he should come over to Buffalo, but they, he sucks so. <laughs> Maybe some other team. Uh, so that was for the Buffalo I think Bills. There might be more. Like, <laughs> couldn't there be more to it? Like maybe Dig, like Stefan wants more money or wants the wants people to be like, no, never leave. We love you. Like you could even, hey, bro, let me borrow your phone. I'll tweet something out. Or hey, why don't you tweet this? So everyone finally or, appreciates me. Or know. they could be brothers and they're just razzing on each other. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, It'd be like, hey, John. Why don't you say something like, what would be the equivalent of the podcast? He'd be saying that to like you, Mike, like Mike, you could, you should leave. You can't, <laughs> this podcast was nothing before you got here. <laughs> before Mike was here, it was, it was nothing. Yeah, maybe you, huh. <laughs> maybe you got a point. <laughs> Mike's like, maybe I could do better. <laughs> now that's a Seinfeld episode right there. Right. <laughs> George, didn't George say that to a couple? <laughs> To the, like the lady, and then she ended up breaking up with her husband or her boyfriend because he's like, "Oh, you could do a lot better than that." <laughs> then she started thinking about. It. She's like, "Huh." <laughs> uh, There's a lot of people like that in real life. Someone always has the upper hand, <laughs> right? That's, a, that's another who has hand. 
<laughs> you have to have hand. You have to. <laughs> what are you without hand? <laughs> Even if it's fifty-one forty-nine. <laughs> what didn't the episode and end? if you're not 51 like, you're you're the 49 <laughs> you're the 49 for sure yeah absolutely i'm definitely the 49 in my relationship no i am sorry i didn't mean you like i just meant if you're not confident you're the 51 <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> for the listeners out there <laughs> for the listeners <laughs> Is it isn't that how the episode ended? He's like, wait, wait, but I have hand, and she's like, you're gonna need it. Is that how that ended, or no? That would have been a much better ending if that's not how it ended. Yeah. Um, some other quick stats of the game. I I mentioned Stephon Diggs four receptions on five targets for 48 yards, and James Cook two receptions on three targets for 42 yards and a touchdown. Um, hopefully, you guys bet the over on. Uh, James Cook for rushing and total yards, rushing and receiving. Um, real quick, Dak Prescott, only because it was such a bad game for Dak Prescott. 21 for 34, 134 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Tony Pollard, 11 rushes for 52 yards. Um, CeeDee Lamb had seven receptions on 10 targets for 53 yards, so he was their leading receiver. Dude, when... when uh, Dak Prescott was running the ball, and he ended up taking a hit from Christian Benford. I think that that uh, roughing, roughing the pass or whatever, um, unsportsmanlike misconduct when he hit him as he was kind of, kind of sliding, sort of. And then you're like, oh, that's going to be a penalty. And then when that when Zach Martin, that Cowboys offensive lineman, came over and bumped him down, I'm like, yes, <laughs> offsetting penalties. <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about. Was it was that Benford or Rap? I can't remember. Oh, it was Rap. You're right. Yeah, it was right. You're right. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it was funny because at first I thought they threw the flag after Martin bumped him down. I was like, oh, maybe they missed the the, the other one. And then I saw the replay and I saw the flag come up before. I was like, oh, okay, it'll be offsetting. Still, still okay. Still okay. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear. The guy would have thrown his flag again but he'd already thrown it for the tail rapid so he couldn't do it when zach martin came over and dude you guys so this kind of goes into this a little bit like flopping like a lot of people criticize especially people outside of buffalo criticize josh allen for flopping like i i could care less about him doing that i i i don't know like this game i didn't see that like he was it looked like he looked like he was in pain after he got up when he got hit on that roughing call today Oh, that one! That one looked a little floppy, a little floppy. Not I fully. Don't, don't. Maybe he hurt himself by flopping too hard. <laughs> he could do that, right? Well, if you can do it in soccer, I mean, <laughs> like every play is like that. It feels like in soccer play, but like you know. <clears throat> oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's like that's one of the biggest reasons I don't like to watch soccer anymore is because they do that all the time. The last time I watched a soccer game, John, was with you, like. 15 years ago and we were we were watching the world cup the u.s was playing uh it was it begins with a g gaza Germany? Uh, germany no 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 it was a, it was an african country i can't think it wasn't uganda it wasn't uh ghana thank you ghana and i was watching it with you and I think we were waiting for movers or something at your apartment, right? Like we're you're moving out of your apartment, you're moving to another spot. So we we're just like, oh, we'll watch the game. We're waiting. And this guy goes down from Ghana. It was like extra time, right? Like his guy, and he looks like he was shot by a sniper rifle, like just pew, down. And the refs like, get up, get up. And he's just like not moving. He's like lifeless, like he's been paralyzed on the ground, right? Like whatever happened to him? 
I don't even remember him getting hit. I don't even remember if he had any, even any contact. Just goes down. So what they do is they, they blow the whistle. They get like these two guys with a stretcher, carry him, carry his lifeless body off the field, run as fast as they can. Because, of course, for some stupid reason in soccer, you can't stop the whistle. You can't stop the time again for an injury timeout. Like the clock has to keep going for whatever reason. There's, there's stoppage time at the end for that. There's stoppage time, except there but nobody. But time. nobody knows how much time that actually no, is. What the, how do you they, not? They just make it up. <laughs> That's unbelievable. How do you not have a system for that? So yeah, so like it was in stoppage time with it. This was happening. So they're rushing him off the field as soon as they get him to the sidelines and they resume play. This guy who had a lifeless body, who you thought for one small second that he might actually have gotten seriously injured, just jumps right up and runs off the field. Like, and I'm just like, what, what are we even watching here? So after watching that, I don't mind that Josh Allen flops or he takes like a small hit and he just falls down. I don't care. (laughs) That's me though. I feel like, I don't know if I've seen that very many times in Josh Allen's career to make it like a thing anyway. He's dating a superstar actress, right? Like he's probably learning some, (laughs) some acting lessons. She's like, what you and really got to do? And he doesn't like, so the, the one thing that always gets me with quarterbacks is like, and Brady used to do this a lot. He'd bitch about it, a, a call, or even at his own offensive line or something um, on, a, on a particular play. And Al, Allen's never done anything like that. Brady was the biggest. He would just whine. He'd whine. He'd yeah. get knocked down in a yeah. very reasonable way after throwing it and getting hit in the pocket. Like not yeah. even knocked down, like shoved down, right? Like. He, he, like you, you just see him on the ground, both hands outstretched. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this can't happen. And yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah. Josh doesn't do that. Yeah, like there's different variations, like wide receivers and defensive backs. Like, if there's like a holding penalty or pass interference or something, obviously nobody's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, ref, yeah, my bad." No, they're always gonna be like, "No, I, what are you talking about?" <laughs> like, oh my gosh, how could you call that? <laughs> But like certain quarterbacks will 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 yell at refs for supposed non calls. I mean, we just saw with Mahomes the, that call that did go him just complaining, and that was actually a good call. That was actually the correct call. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so that was uh, stats of the game brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago. We talked about Wall of Fame. I want to hear more of your Wall of Famers. Do we have a uh, a Gettysburg of the game? I mean, this was pretty much a runaway from the beginning, right? I mean, the Bills, yeah, Bills. the Bills were putting in starters at the beginning of the fourth quarter. <laughs> so, like, there wasn't a whole lot of back and forth for this game. Gettysburg is just I'd have to give it to, like, one of those penalties that kept right the drive the alive because that's potentially a 14-point swing. Maybe the uh, on the punt. The punt. Running yeah. into the kicker. The Bills were only up 7 nothing at that point, so that roughing the kicker did put them up by two scores. So that's a, that's a good Gettysburg. I was a little worried about that, too, because Martin was kind of limping off a little bit, and then... Obviously, he came back into hold, and then later in the game, he punted and he looked fine. But earlier in the game, when that actually happened, I was like, "Oh boy, I hope that's not a thing." Looks like they got to bring the punt god back. I mean, geez, <laughs> uh, just kidding, just kidding, guys. For anyone that's offended out there, <laughs> um, so sweet sassy molassy play of the game. Then for you guys, um, I mean, is it the bulldozer play, or was it you know the Cook eighteen yard touchdown catch, the Allen? one yard run any of the sacks like there was there was a couple of plays back to back where like the bills were really getting good pressure on Dak Prescott I mean the bills defense looked tremendous tonight um sweet sassy molassy play the game I mean maybe that digs catch I don't know I th- I think 
I'm on the digs catch. It was a third down play. I know it was later in the game. The Bills were already dominating, but I saw that. I was like, sweet sassy molassie. And like when I, I saw it, I was like, what is the sweet sassy molassie of the game? And I like that play made me think about that. I'm like, well, obviously this has to be if I'm questioning. <laughs> like I'm thinking back that maybe the Cook touchdown could have been, but I, I, I'd have to go with that digs one hander. Yeah, same it here. Seemed like it, in, in a, the single most athletic feat that we saw. Yeah, for sure. If you don't give it to uh, the Sweet Sassy Molassi play being where, like, Diggs coughed the ball up and the Bills called a play right after, like you mentioned earlier, Mike, like that, that could easily be the play of the game, them having the wherewithal to do that. Well, that's indicative that they're thinking about those situations finally, right? Like, yeah. maybe they have a magic password or a magic, hey, if you see my hand scratch my ass a certain way, run up to the line. I don't know. But they all got on the same page really quickly. For once. Wait, you imagine being a wide receiver and being like, wait, is that the way that Josh told us he was going to scratch his ass? It's a little bit more inner thigh than I thought it would be. <laughs> well, it can't be mistaken for something you would otherwise do. No, for sure. Um, so it's probably more inner, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> John, give me give me some of your other uh, Wall of Fame nominees. Or who else you are going to put up there besides James Cook? Um, so my 1B was just the offensive line. Um, Ty Johnson had, I, I think I said it before, dying for 50-something. Um, it was just amazing. And the, the pushes and, like, keeping the play alive, <clears throat> 8 to 10 yards on a lot of runs. It, it was just so amazing. And then my 1C would, is just the defense. All those injuries against one of the best offenses in the NFL. Like, they had five, six guys out, five guys out probably. Milano, White, Jones, Hyde, Epinesa. It's crazy. The, what the scheme what's is just different? so good. Is that what it is? Scheme? Well, I think the defense has always been pretty good, even with the injuries. It, I think it's just amplified this game because they're playing such a good offense. Offensively. It just seemed like it finally came together defensively. And like, where has this been <laughs> against the Jets? It, it could, it could be McDermott, like... McDermott's maybe finding that balance with head coach and defensive coordinator responsibilities. And if he keeps it up, I mean, maybe just st- like there's a lot of coaches that call the offensive plays. Why can't there be one that calls the defensive plays? Oh, I was looking at the screen. I was <laughs> at the stats. So I stats real quick. Um, the Bills stopping the Cowboys going five of 13 on third down conversions. So the Bills doing a great job on defense. John, what do you think about the the? We we're talking about the play being called the bulldozer or whatever. What about the the offensive line crew? That the, they're actually getting a push, running the ball, the bulldozers or the snowplow crew or something like that. You know, like some sort of nickname we're looking for the offensive line. I mean, I like bulldozer, but they haven't even played a snow game yet this year. So, <laughs> yeah, true. I don't know maybe. bulldozers, but you but bulldozer you're, that one doesn't have to bulldo- the snow. That's true. That's true. You're right. Bull- bulldozing is not necessarily snow. So yeah, you see that. I'd argue that it has almost nothing to do with snow. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's more I, don't of a, I don't think snow. you bulldoze snow at all. <laughs> they go to they go to construction sites. They're like, hey, did you bulldoze that snow? Or did you bulldoze that like you know that area? Make it level? No, but I got rid of all the snow. We'll be like, well, that does shit for me because I'm trying to build a house on a level structure. Mm. <laughs> to defend John, though. <laughs> <laughs> I remember an assignment that you had to do in college to design, right? Like it was about designing a stadium, but 
the stadium had to have multiple uses to make it economically feasible because for the NFL, they'd only be playing eight games there. And this was before artificial intelligence where you could just ask it to do everything for you. So we actually had to brainstorm. And your big idea for the stadium was a place you could store snow. <laughs> was it? I don't remember like, that. That's, that sounds right, though. Wait, what? <laughs> a place to store snow. In the stadium? Uh, <laughs> Where they'd be playing some of those games? That's why it's so relatable. Well, after the season was over. Josh, when Josh Allen is talking about, like, oh, a group project where you don't do anything. <laughs> my other my other project members were coming up with great things like you can just say concerts i know they're coming up with concerts. i'm like i'm like snow storage <laughs> snow storage this is where you got it where they're like well, why don't you just move it off to the side of the road yeah but you could spend thousands you could truck it <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars to move it into the stadium don't they pay people to remove snow from the stadium? <laughs> they, they probably. John, I was eighteen. Okay, <laughs> was, was young and dumb. He was eighteen and strung out on confusion. <laughs> Still trying to figure out how to study for oh, wait, that's test. 17. That's seventeen. Strung out on confusion. Still, I'm still there too. By the way, that's hasn't gotten much better. Uh, yeah, that was. I don't remember saying that, but that sounds like something I would say, so I'm not going to argue against it. <laughs> it's like, looking back at it, that's so dumb. Why would you want to put snow in the most, like, I mean, the field is a very um, fickle area that you don't want to just throw shit on, you know? Like, <laughs> like let me just, like, you know, let's bring a bunch of cattle into that. Like, no, you don't want them ruining the surface because the surface is very important for people to actually play on. So let's have... Tons of dump trucks. Anyway. Well, to be fair, how many years ago was this? I don't want to think about it, John. It's been a few years. It's been a few years. We'll say that. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons I went to UB, by the way, was because of the Bills. The Bills. As weird as that sounds. I'm like, oh, I'll go to Buffalo. Like, oh, the Bills play there. I've never really been there. So <laughs> that was my logic. 17-year-old Nate logical brain. <laughs> That's actually pretty good logic. <laughs> yeah. When you're that age, I mean, like, my parents were just like, my parents should have sat me down and be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you're gonna depend on where you do your education based on your favorite football team?" Well, like, well, I'm not that far away, you know. <laughs> uh, so, John, John, you, you, yeah, parents, yeah, bare minimum. So, uh, John, <laughs> John was mentioning the defense. I like uh, one of the things I mentioned or I liked about the defense like, was me. Are you taking the SATs? Like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or it was like, Mom, I signed up for the SATs. Can you drive me or something? She'd be like, Oh, is that this? Is that now? <laughs> yeah, it was part of the. It was part of the stuff that they sent home <laughs> or whatever that you never read or respond to <laughs> ever. <laughs> I don't think my parents ever went to those open houses that they did for schools, you know, like where people can just walk around. I don't think my parents ever went to those, <laughs> ever. So, uh, oh, you mean like the the yearly thing? I thought you were going to say like the like the information meetings that they would hold, like oh, getting your child ready for college. Oh, definitely not those. I don't think. <laughs> no, no, and no. I did go to one, and that's the reason why you went to one, right? Because you're like, hey, what what are yeah, you doing? I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm, go I'm going to this college seminar thing, and you're like, oh, college Thanks, seminar man. thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the only reason I knew about it is because I had older sisters that did it. I didn't, you know. Yeah. That is the one good thing about John's like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> I'm trying to – I don't remember any of that. John, there was a thing after school when we were seniors it was or juniors. I don't remember. It was just like how to go to college or how to apply for college or how to get ready for college or something. And it was just like the next steps. Mm, that would have been smart. <laughs> you did it, though. You did it fine without going that's, to it. That's true. I even took a class in between high school and college like over the summer to prepare so I did okay, not doing any of that stuff. Right? You took you took a class on how to go to college. No, it was like a, <laughs> no, it was a it was a calculus it was class. Four credits. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it was for calculus. Okay, I thought you meant like here's what you can expect in college. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Although that might have been useful. Actually, you know what might have been useful, like in high school, would be like uh, financial something or other class like how to like i mean we figured it out eventually you know budget and you know the whole shebang economic like they have economics but that doesn't really do it <clears throat> dude or it, they or don't it, it didn't then <laughs> dude they don't want you to know this stuff that's why we don't learn it they don't, they don't want you to know how like compound interest works because it will i remember so i was 30 when i got my first mortgage and they showed you like how it pays out. So let's say this isn't what the case was, but let's say I bought a $100,000 house and they're like, over the amount of 30 years for your mortgage, you will end up paying $200,000 for that house. And I'm just like, what? But I have like a 4% interest rate. And they're like, yeah, that's how much they bone you. That's how much the banks bone you when it comes to buying a house. Cause you're like, oh, I have a great interest rate, two or 3% or whatever the hell it is, right? Shit's terrible. That's terrible interest rate. If you think you're only, you're like, oh, $100,000, two or three percent. Oh, that's $3,000, two, $3,000. That's nothing. No, it's $100,000 of interest. Crazy. Yeah. They should teach you that for sure in school, John. Or Maybe how, they do. Maybe they do. Now. Like, when did we go? Like 24 years ago? That was a long time ago. I feel like they don't. They should be like, listen, this is what it's going to cost to rent an apartment. This is how you should do a budget. They should be like, okay, this is what it's going to cost to live. This is what it's going to cost for groceries. This is this is how much this is how much you need to make in order to just afford to live, <laughs> just to live. This is how much, but they don't. Taxes are crazy. Like <laughs> like, even if you pay off your pay off your house, you're paying taxes every year on it. You pay taxes out of your paycheck. You pay taxes on everything that you buy. It's ridiculous. And we're still in the hole as a country. And now, we're and now like deficit. the restaurants can't afford it. So they're passing the credit card convenience over to you. Oh, we're charging you two and a half percent because you're using a credit card, right? <laughs> like everything is taxed. Yeah, that's crazy. You're like, but I, but that makes it so that my points don't do as well, though. If I'm spending more for it, though, that's like that. Ah, yeah. So we did Wall of Fame. <laughs> oh, yeah, defense. Defense. One of the good things about the defense was before the end of the half, when the Bills scored, I was like, because the Cowboys started using their timeouts, you know, because the Bills kept running the ball, and eventually they made it in with, like, let's say, like, 130 left in the first half. And I'm like, oh, crap, here it comes. Like, don't let them score before the end of the half. And the defense held them out great. Like, they even got the ball back, and the Bills didn't need to do anything with it. They were they went up, what was it, 21-7 in halftime. Yeah. I was excited because it was like 36 seconds left and the Bills had all their timeouts. I was like, oh, this is great. The Bills could actually score again. But then like the way that the, the punt went wasn't very conducive for them doing it. And then they lost like half the time on the punt anyway. So, But no, I agree. I, I felt the same way. 
Like this is a like this is a team. If they if this is them hitting their stride and they can continue this sort of play for the next three weeks and into the playoffs, should they make it? Like this is a dangerous team. Like if they <clears throat> don't make it, we'll look back at this season as like wow, like what could have happened? You know. I feel like there's been other seasons like that. Yeah. 13 seconds. I didn't I didn't feel the last yes, okay. The last That was that was a Super Bowl year, right? Like that was it. Yes. Uh I I still don't, I still refuse to go down that route just because the team that ended up beating them didn't go to the Super Bowl and then the team that beat that team didn't end up winning the Super Bowl. So what are the odds that like the way we were, that, But that's that's the way that it felt though. And every team matches up differently against other teams. Yes, agreed, but um yeah, I just that's my own coping mechanism. I'm not going to allow. Do you really think that? Do you look at that 13 second season as like that was our Super Bowl and that was our chance? Or do you think that that could have been? I think that was a chance. A chance. Yeah, sure. I not still think it was the only chance. We still have chances I, like I, this year. Like I'm not I'm, I'm not going to say that was the only chance, but If that was the um, AFC Championship game, it was I'd a huge that was that was a huge chance, especially considering that the Chiefs were the the team at the time, right? Now, obviously, the Bengals have had our number, so we could have easily have lost the next week anyway. But you never know. I mean, just look at the 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 Music City Miracle debacle, right? Like the the Titans ended up going, and Dyson had it almost to the end zone, didn't quite get it, but against <clears> the you know greatest show on turf and all that, and maybe that could have been Buffalo, and they could have actually won it with Doug Flutie, not Rob Johnson. Yeah, well, they would have gone with Rob Johnson, though, wouldn't they? I wouldn't have. <laughs> so the Bills are ninth in the AFC right now. Um, they're behind Indianapolis. Indi- so here, here's the wild card um, as it is right now. We have Baltimore with the uh, number one seed in the AFC right now, followed by Miami and then KC and then Jacksonville. And this is the three wild card teams ahead of Buffalo. Cleveland, Cincy, Indy. Those are the three getting in right now. So those are four or five through seven. Cleveland, Indy, Houston. I'm sorry, Cleveland, Cincy, Indy. And then you have Houston and Buffalo right after that. So the Bills looking for help to beat Houston, looking for help to beat Cincy. I mean Cincy basically the Bills have the same record as Cincy, so they need Cincy to have one less win than them. Um <coughs> but Indy Indy's got like a crazy tough schedule. Or Steelers. I'm sorry. Pittsburgh has a crazy tough schedule. Indy doesn't have that tough of a schedule. Yeah. 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 So Pittsburgh and Denver are seven and seven. So they're still in the mix. Pittsburgh's got a hard schedule. Denver actually has an easier schedule. So they're right there too. Yeah. I mean, as long as we don't win one or lose one, sorry, we're still ahead Cincinnati. of them. Luckily, with with win loss. Cincinnati's got got it tough. They got Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Cleveland. Oh yeah, that's a tough out. And um, we, we got to hope that Cleveland wins that one because Cleveland, being a nine and five. Like they have one more game than both us and Cincy. Yeah, and so they I was got catching H- them. Right, Cleveland's got Houston, then the Jets, and then Cincy. So probably Cleveland's making it. I'm guessing. What sucks is the one team that has the worst conference record than us beat us head to head. Cincy, like they have a three and six conference record. We have a four and five conference record. So they're like the one team that we're better than conference wise, besides the Broncos that also beat us. Since he's got a tough Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Cleveland, three tough games. Those are those are all very losable games, but and Kansas City's going to have to play to the end, so it's not Indy, like they're going to be giving up. Indy's kind of middle of the road. They got Atlanta, they got Vegas, and they got Houston. Atlanta so, can beat anyone on any given week. They could also lose, but 
Same, yeah, same thing with the Raiders, and same thing with Houston. So, and then Houston's above us, also. Cleveland, Tennessee, Indy. All these teams play each other a lot. So, I think our, the best the best path is Miami loses one to Dallas or Baltimore, and we win out. Meaning we have to beat the Chargers, the Patriots, and then the Dolphins. That's the easiest path. Indy losing one. What about Houston? Indy and Houston have to lose one. Yeah, I mean it's. But they have Cleveland, Tennessee, well, and Indy. They play. They play each other. <laughs> so there will be one loss. That's good. That's huge. <laughs> one of them will lose a game. <laughs> one of them will lose a game ahead of them. Awesome. What we got to hope for is one of them loses in the next week or two, and then the, the other one loses <laughs> when it comes down to it. Yeah. So the Bills have one more win, just in case they don't win on. Uh... Yeah, even yeah, it's tough. Even if the Bills went out, they're not necessarily guaranteed. Do you have the percentages on these things? You mean with all of these things combined, like we could do it? Or even just like, what, like what's the Bills' percentage to make the playoffs right now at all? So the Bills right now are at 69% based on the New York nice. Times. <laughs> yeah. Based off the nice, nice. The Bills, they have a 69% chance to make the playoffs. Um, so, okay. So so what game do you want? So they have the Chargers, the Patriots, the Dolphins. What game do you want me to <coughs> to do that they lose? Like any of those? Like the Dolphins game? Like what's their chance if they win out and they, except for the Dolphins game? Well, can you yeah, do it like that one, just makes, the, that one makes the most sense? Can you just do the next two weeks and leave it up to fate on the last one? Yes. Like yes. So, like, win the next two games, right? Because I feel like they have to do that either way. Yes. So, if they win the next two games, the Bills do, they have an 80% chance without knowing the outcome of the Dolphins game. An 80% chance. And what if the Dolphins lose one to either Dallas or Baltimore? Uh, well, it, I, I don't really know if I can do that at the same time hold on who do you have them losing to the i doesn't matter cowboys um let's see let's see the cowboys win that does not help the bills chances at all going into that game (laughs) oddly enough the cowboys beat the dolphins next week it does not help our chances overall it goes from 80 percent to 70 percent. oddly enough doesn't make any sense no no i'm sorry now it's going to 77 percent. so it gives us a one percent better chance if the cowboys win now so it yeah. thinks Miami's still going to win the like. Now let's say the Dolphins beat the Cowboys, okay, but then they lose to the Ravens. The tricky thing about that game is we don't know if the Ravens need to win that game yet or not. So if the Ravens win that one, it's still a seventy-nine percent chance to make the playoffs. Like that doesn't because if the Bills lose to the Dolphins, or I'm sorry, the Dolphins next. Is week, it is it assuming the Bills are going to lose to the Dolphins? <laughs> no, it just it doesn't it doesn't even take into account like it's just like your percentage going into that game it doesn't change if the well, Bills. Why don't we do it this way? We could go game by game for all the wildcard teams. Yeah. Plus Miami, plus Miami, and predict who wins each of those games and see if they make it or not. Okay. All right. Don't tease me with a good time. Okay, so uh, the first one, what are we looking at? The Don't do the Browns first since they're the fifth seed? The Browns at Texans, Mike, which is big for us both ways, Browns or Texans. <coughs> That's a close one. <laughs> is Stroud going to be back? Let's assume he is. I say the Browns win that one. I think I'm pick Houston. Mike, tiebreaker, Browns or Texans next week. Let's see what Vegas has. I'll go with Vegas. Texans are favored by two and a half. All right, we'll go Houston. All right, we have Patriots at Broncos. We're not gonna. Are we, we're not gonna bother with the Broncos, right? Um, 
I mean, they're still in it technically. They're only one game behind us, and they have the tiebreaker over us. Let's not do the ones behind us, though. Okay. We're, we think. We, I think we're going to assume that we're going to say that we're going to win the rest of our games in this scenario, right? Besides the Dolphins game, that's the one I'm not worried about, right? So if, assume the Chargers, assume the Patriots, right? So the Colts are playing the Falcons. Um, I can at least look at the spread on that one. Yeah, I, Colts are favored, Indy. So I'm going to go Indy on that one too. What is the spread? It's two. It, it's two points. It's in Indy. Atlanta. Yeah, I'd probably play Indy anyway. I, yeah. If I had to go for it, I'd go Indy. Okay. Steelers. Steelers, Bengals. Oh, boy. Is Burrow done for the year? Is that right? Yes. Or, okay. So, TJ Watts back. Big divisional game. Tomlin's got to get that winning record. I'm going to pick Pittsburgh. <laughs> Tomlin's got to get that winning record. <laughs> that would be Not nice. A, that would yeah. be huge for us if the Steelers could pull that one off. Um, okay. So now we'll go Jets at Browns. Browns, right? I mean, supposedly Aaron Rodgers will be back, but... No. Um, Jets are already eliminated, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'd pick Browns. Raiders at Colts. <clears throat> Colts. <clears throat> I take the Colts. Um, I don't know. The Raiders just put up 62 points with Aiden O'Connell. But this is in Indy, too, so... I think the Colts. I'd pick Vegas. Really? Mike, Vegas Raiders versus the Indianapolis Colts. I'd go with Vegas because I don't know. Okay. I think I'd go with out. Vegas odds, <laughs> not the Vegas team. Oh, I do, we don't have it for two weeks out. This is two weeks now. This is week 17. You can make a decision. Colts Raiders. Don't think about it. Just say. Colts. All right, go to the Colts then. Dolphins Ravens. We think the Ravens at that one? At, at do, the Ravens, do the Ravens need the win at that point? Yeah, they probably might. It's still the week before. But, like, the Dolphins are the second seed, so if they lose to Dallas, they still might need it, though. Baltimore's a better team than Miami. I would pick Baltimore, all things being. All right, Baltimore it is. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Um, do we do Houston, Tennessee? Houston, Tennessee. I so, think yeah, Houston. so repeat of, repeat of today. Oh, by the way, what a dick move of the Titans – who took the team from Houston to wear the throwbacks of the Houston Oilers today against Houston. <laughs> I just want to point that out. Yeah, dick move. I kind of think it's funny, but yeah. And then, of course, like I'm, I'm watching the game, and I find myself like, oh, go Houston, and then I was rooting for the wrong team at one point because I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's like Houston versus Houston. I'm super confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like their throwbacks, so not going to lie. But yeah, I know the uniforms are really nice. They're but- really nice. It was still a dick move. It was a dick against move. A, against that team. Uh, yes. They could have done it against any other team. And the other team, it would have been But they much chose better. to do it against the Texans. Chargers at Broncos. Wait, you, we think the Texans, right? Versus the Titans in Week 17? Yes. Yes. Broncos, Chargers at Broncos? Broncos. Broncos. Bengals at Chiefs? Chiefs, right? Yeah. This helps us not at all. Everything that we just did, the Bills have a 66% chance of making the playoffs with all the things that we just said. And I had, I had a feeling that was going to be the was going to happen. It's all going to come down to that last week. If the Bills, let's say the Bills lose <clears> it and all those things happen. Of course, we, yeah, all those things. Oh, we didn't do week 18. So like, let's say the Browns and, have, and Bengals. Okay, last week, Browns and Bengals. It's a toss-up. I go Bengals. Okay, I'm cool with that doesn't help us, but that's what I'm going with. Texans at Colts. <laughs> Why do they all have to play each other? I go Texans. Broncos at Raiders. Broncos, I guess. Yeah, I'll go Broncos. 
these percentages aren't looking very good, by the way. <laughs> After I'm going through all these, it does it does not matter if the yeah Steelers right. or Ravens. Steelers might have a chance at that one, but the Ravens might have gotten their first yeah. I'd say, I'd say Steelers. Ravens already have it. I I mean these are, so there's one team that has the same record as them, right? The Dolphins have the same record as as the uh, Ravens do. But we're saying the Ravens are going to lose to Baltimore this, or the or Dallas, right? We're going to say they're going to lose one of those two games. Yes. We, we're saying Baltimore probably. Yes. Baltimore beats the Dolphins. That's that's their loss of the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Dallas loses two straight to Buffalo and Miami. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's see. Like we're in, right? We win out and Buff and Del- and Miami loses one of those games. We win the division, right? There's no. Anything. Yes. If we lose to the Dolphins and all those things that we said happen, the Bills have a 4% chance of making the playoffs. 4%. Now, if they win, better than 99%. So it's what I said last week. We have to win out. Pretty much. Unless you, unless, like, let's say the Bill or the. And we really want Miami to lose one of their next two games. Let's say the, they lose to the Cowboys. It wouldn't matter because they only need to lose one more because we would hold the tiebreaker over them with a head to sweep. Not yes, okay, yes. But if we lose to the Dolphins, if we lose, yeah, if we lose any other game, any game, it's all bets off. Well, we don't. If we have the same record as the Dolphins, we lose because we don't have a better divisional record. No, no, we win because we swept them. If we no, if we lose to the Dolphins, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. So we we, we need to win out, yeah, which well, I I'm very confident that they can do. Yeah. Okay. And that would mean. Especially if Miami loses one of the next two games, we win the division, get a home playoff game. Oh, that'd be big. We'd probably That's be playing the said. playoffs. <laughs> We'd probably be playing the Dolphins in the playoffs. It'd be fun to play them twice in a row. Yeah, and yeah, and hopefully, hopefully they won't be as good as they were when they had Skylar Thompson because that was a close game. <laughs> that really that was a little too close. <laughs> but again, like it's just, just let me know if I'm wrong, but. If you feel differently, but this just feels like a much better team than even last year's team going into the playoffs, right? Like that. It feels that, we we feel I feel better that they're better than they were last year. Yes, agree. Yes. So despite like, all the injuries and all the other stuff, the double losses. You you give you give this team uh, and what it's been through now with the stride that they're running on, and they hopefully continue to run on. Like you give them against a third string. Dolphins quarterback, they don't get within the Dolphins don't get within two scores of the Buffalo Bills this season. Play that same team again right now. You know? Well we'll find out next week against the Chargers without Herbert. Yeah. I mentioned on social media, I was like, ah, just wait one more week to fire <laughs> to fire Staley. Just just one more. It probably won't matter at all, but just I don't need any added motivation for the team that I need to beat to win out. <laughs> for some reason, historically teams always play a little bit better after they've fired their head coach. All right, real quick, I'm going to do a, a, a few more cool stats of the game. We're going to do hot takes real quick because we've been talking for a long time in this uh, this huge, momentous win for the Buffalo Bills, keep their playoff hopes alive. Um, James Cook's 221 yards from scrimmage are the third most by any player in a game this season. Um, the Bills have second most rush yards in Sean McDermott era. Uh, based on today's uh, today's rushing output, and let's go into um, some hot takes by the Buffalo Bills or Buffalo Bills fans, Bills Mafia. Um, after every game, I say, uh, 
you know, what are your hot takes on this win or loss? And you guys never disappoint. Usually never disappoint. I'll say some of you, <laughs> some of most of you don't disappoint. Um, AJ Tharp writes, take the interim title off of Joe Brady. He's now the OC. Cook had himself a day as the road to the AFC East continues to next week. As of this second, we love you, Dallas. Squish the fish. <laughs> That's a good point. Did Joe Brady has done something that I'd argue even Brian Dable struggled with, and that's to get a run game going. So there might be something to Joe Brady, and there might be something to just taking that interim tag off. Phil Masterson writes, I love how simple we made it. The run game was unstoppable, and Brady didn't feel the need to make sure Josh got touches outside the occasional pass to keep Dallas honest. Hats off to McDermott. Defensive masterclass with a defense that somehow got even more beat up last week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love what Phillip says. Hats off to McDermott. With all the injuries, like you mentioned earlier, John, with all the injuries, he still found a way to, I mean, half their starting lineups out from earlier this season at this point, right? Like they shut down one of the best defense or offenses in, in the NFL. And I'd argue that the weather wasn't really even a factor until the game was out of hand. Josh Allen's left arm said, I sort of hope Bills and Dolphins go undefeated until week 18 so Miami can rest players and we can go back to play off to play them in the wild card round. <laughs> well, they definitely get the division above us. If we have the same record going into it, um, or they have one more win than us, and even if they lose that game, then they have the same record, like, they can set their plays. That's a good point. I never thought about that, Josh Allen's left arm. Bill Lasso writes, an unhealthy Bills defense is better than most healthy defenses. Yes. Andrew Freeman, the Bills-Miami game is shaping up to be the game of the year. Might be the win and in-game with the way our bounces have gone with tiebreakers. Absolutely. Corey Reeve, hot take. The Bills team that played played today can beat any other team in the league. Thermonuclear take. This is the best Buffalo team since Levy was head coach. Isn't that funny? Like a lot, and I agree with Corey, like this isn't to, you know, say anything, diminish what Corey has said, but um, just like three weeks ago, we were saying fire McDermott. And now we're saying this is the best team since Levy was head coach. Like what... What a difference a few weeks makes, right? Like that's why I'm glad that player or fans aren't in charge of firing and hiring coaches because I wasn't on the train of firing McDermott, but I was saying, okay, maybe his seat's starting to get like lukewarm, right? Like when you start the car and you put the seat warmers on, but you and you kind of start to feel the heat, but it hasn't come on full blast yet. Like that's where he was when everyone else yeah. was like, fire the guy. Yeah, I was like, we have to at least go through all of next year before we avail- evaluate that. So. It was much too soon. This team, this team has not given up on him, right? Like I think we can all agree. Like this team is playing their butts off for Sean McDermott. He has not lost his locker room whatsoever. As much as he bumbles around and maybe end of game decisions or what he says to the locker room, like the team still plays their butts off for him. Anakin Skywalker says, arguably McDermott's best game plan as a coach. Ken Dorsey is officially Voldemort. He who shall not be named ever. <laughs> James Cook. God bless you, brother. Extend Brady immediately. It isn't over till it's over. Never tell me the odds. Go Bills. Oh, I like how Anakin Skywalker's talking about never tell me the odds. So those were some really good hot takes. Thank you guys all for being a part of this and uh, giving us your hot takes as you do each and every week. Um, We're going to give away a hoodie this week for a listener. So if you're wondering how you can win one of our weekly giveaways for uh, Circling the Wagons, um, we do have we do post on Buffalo Rumblings, but we also have our own feed. If you are interested in leaving a review there, you will be in the weekly drawing. 
Um, we have about, what, 30, 40 reviews now. And we're going to do another one before uh, Christmas, a hoodie. Re- I don't know if it'll get there before Christmas, but we're going to do a giveaway. Real quick, this one's from TD Rock. He says, great show. Really enjoy listening to the guys give their takes on the Bills. I know for sure that John is being his authentic self. He truly lives and dies by the Bills. This show is a fun listen each week. Keep up the great work. John getting some love on the podcast. This one says, from Go Bills SO. Love this podcast. John is my favorite to listen to. Actually, never mind. <laughs> Instajape writes, I've listened to this podcast for years. No one makes you feel like you're part of the conversation than these guys. Simply put, this is the Bills podcast. Thank you for writing that, brother. Um, you should get like 10. You should get 10 for that one. That was pretty good. That was really good. Um, Deathlock365 writes, okay, podcast. <laughs> I like when see people give us a five-star review and say, okay, okay, Bills podcast. And then in, and then in the actual review he or she said good buffalo bills content so it's like okay podcast but good good content so thank you thank you guys so the winner for this week's hoodie from our t public store is philly science guy philly science guy has won like three times so if you guys get in now you guys will be eligible to win three times just like he has so thank you guys all for doing that we'll do another giveaway up until up until the playoff game to be honest so if you haven't checked out our t public store it's been doing really well um we sold, geez, probably a couple hundred shirts in this last week alone, just with all the Christmas sales going on. But it's uh, it's in our show notes, so check that out there. So any final thoughts, Mike or John, before we um, head out uh, of this one? And uh, anything left on this this awesome, tremendous Buffalo Bills victory over the Cowboys? I don't think so. I uh, think it's exciting. They control their own destiny, and it should be fun all the way to the end. Um and kind of getting a gift with some of these quarterbacks going down. We've talked about it before, but I think next week Bills are opening up at three and a half point favorites against the Chargers. Like totally different game if Herbert's there, right? Um, excited to see where we go from here. He's out for the season too, right? Yeah, that's only three and a half points that the Bills are favored by. Thirteen. And oh, a half. thirteen. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, I'm gonna bet on that right now. Like literally before they change it. So okay, yeah, definitely. Great side. It's a huge spread being away, even. Yeah, coast to coast. That's good. That's good. So I, I saw set Buffalo has improved to a league best sixteen and two in December and January for regular season games since twenty twenty. So that's good. They're finishing strong and hopefully, you know, that'll carry on this year too. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you guys all for listening. Again, this episode is brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago at the Delago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, New York. So thank you guys again all for listening. Signing off for John. When it's too tough for them, it's just right for us. For Mike. Go Bills. And for me, Nate, where else would you be than right here, right now? Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again next week.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. Um, well, listen, I, you, you, the whole show is called Circling the Wagons. Say no more. I love it. <laughs> I think it's where else would you rather be? <laughs> I will, I, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? I just wanted to do a Marv Levy quote because John did one. That was what they did in the, in the uh, locker room. Did you see that? Yeah, that's why I said it. Um, I figured. Nice. <laughs> Although I was thinking it ahead of time, like I was, we're, I was driving home and I was like, oh, I should say this because like the running and all that. And then I got home and I'm putting like my little bed and I'm like looking at the thing and I saw the quote. I'm like, oh shit, he said that too. So, yeah. It was great minds, you know? Great minds. Those, yeah. <laughs> great minds, you and Sean McDermott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't like He had how... the brother on his sign, right? He had the what? How, what did his sign say? Whose sign? I think I just stroked out. Cut all this. I'll see you later. <laughs> I saw the sign. <laughs> Mike <laughs> had a stroke. <laughs> Someone call 911. He's going to die. <laughs> I'm fine. It's just my shoulder. And <laughs> just my face. <laughs> you just look really droopy on that one side. Like. <laughs>